Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you, thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear your word. As we hear your word, impact yourself into us. Let revelation come to us. Give us what is more than information, revelation. Let us have a deeper insight, understanding into preparing for the future and into family lives. We thank you, Lord, that our families are blessed. Thank you that as we hear your word, you give us the keys to build strong families. You give us the keys to have an upper hand in life against all odds. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Extended grace. Extended grace. Strange works. Um, How do you build a family that will take over the future, a family that will have a future? How do you do that? I didn't hear you. Shout it out loud. You need to you need to have the altar. Hallelujah. You need to build an altar. Okay? Or you, you need to uh, as I said, a family that has the altar, right? A family with an altar will be the family that will reign. The family with an altar is the family that reigns. The family with an altar is the family that reigns. It doesn't matter the harshness of the terrain. If a family has an altar, the family will reign. And because we as a church, we have an altar. We are a family with an altar. We are reigning. And we shall reign. We shall continue to reign. In the name of Jesus Christ, shout a living amen. Amen. Now, so what does the A stand for? And then, so we, we need an altar and then we need what? And then what? And then what? (laughs) So we are left with how many? Two. All right, I'll give you one tonight and tomorrow. The A is association. Association. Let's all say that together. Would you say it again, please? Association. Or another word for association. We use association because of our acronyms, but another word for it is a relationship. Relationships matter. The scripture said in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, that God said that it was not good for man to be alone. Okay? And the Lord God said, It is not good. Who said? Who said? What did God say? It's not a good idea. No, it's a God idea that you shouldn't be a, a lone ranger. It's not a good idea that you should be a lone ranger. No, dogs and cats and lions and monkeys cannot replace, they cannot take the place of human beings. People who don't value relationship aren't going anywhere in life. Because even God said it is not good for man to be alone. Bible says that, look, this is interesting. Abraham, say Abraham. Abraham. In Genesis, quickly, if you can put it on the screen, Genesis chapter 12, for those of you writing, Genesis chapter 12, from verse 1, 2, 3, 4, verse 1, 2, 3, Bible says that, and God appeared to Abraham, and then God told Abraham, get out from your, your country and go where I will show you. And look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. Let's all read the verse 4 quickly. Verse 4, let's go. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lord went with him. And Abraham was 25 years old when he departed from Who went with him? Who did God call? Who went with him? Did you see that? Lord connected himself to Abraham. So in chapter 13 verse 5, look at what he says. Chapter 13 verse 5, Bible says that Lord also who went with Abraham had flock and herds and tents. Say Lord also. Lord also. 
when you read from verse 1, chapter 13 from verse 1, Abraham had so much. He was blessed. But when he was blessed, his association, the one who was with him also, was blessed. That's why you have to be careful. It's not every church that you can be members of. Someone say amen. amen. I'm telling you. It's not every group of people you can associate yourself with. But the, the point is that you need an association. Bible says that they went back to their own company. Apostles, when they were threatened, they went back. In Acts chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, Bible says that they warned them, threatened them not to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And then when they let them go, they went back to their own company and reported this to them. And Bible says they lifted up their voice with one accord and said, oh God. They went back in 23. They went back to their own company. Being let go, they went to their what? Oh, companions, and reported all that the chief priests and the elders have said to them. They went back. Everyone needs an association. Hey, even Jesus himself, can you imagine? God himself, when he came on earth, he needed 12 people to be working with him. Not as bodyguards. They were not his bodyguards. They were his companions, his disciples. He was always with them. So, you have, we have to train people in our families, our children, to value relationships. Some of us, certain relations, some people were our friends after a while. You've changed friends, so many friends. So many friends, you can keep friends. The longest you can keep, six months. Some even six months, they've done well. My new friends, like shoes. New friends. And then, oh, I, I thought you were well, not my friend anymore. <laughs> It's not my friend anymore. Hallelujah. I hope someone is getting something. And Lot went with him. God called Abraham and Lot went with him. Bible says, and Lot also was blessed. He had tents. I see someone getting tents. Amen. See someone getting cattle. Someone Amen. getting, that, that, that means that opportunities, blessings, business opportunities. I see it coming your way. I see it coming your way. I see it coming your way in the name of Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, yeah, like, let's all read that together from the screen because that's such a wonderful and a powerful scripture. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it said, Give, and let's all read it together. Let's go. Give, and it shall be given to you good measure. Press down, shaking together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. To you. Hallelujah. He said, give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over will be put. Go, put the king. I prefer the king. Just give us the king. Let me show you something there. Um, you see, he said, give and it shall be given. The other one we read, he didn't mention the men, but it's the same thing. Right here, he said, give. Who should do the giving? Who does the giving? And what happens when you give? Who will give unto you? God. Hey! Did you see God there? Open your eyes. Read your Bible. Who will give unto you? Uh Uh-huh. Read your Bible. You see, you are not reading your Bible. Open your eyes. You are are, speaking to God. Bible didn't didn't say God will give to you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Do you know what good measure means? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Say good measure. Yes. I like good measure. Good measure is like uh, it's a good portion. Yes, good measure. Press down and then shaking together. You know, sometimes when you pour some things, uh, maybe uh, you know, uh, into a sack or nuts into a bowl, you just something you have to shake that, shake it. Shake it so that everything will just settle. So, so good measure. The good measure has been shaking. Good measure has been shaking together. And a good measure press down first. So press down and then shaking together. And, not, and so that it's running over. Hey, someone say, hey. hey. Running over. Shahu. Uh, Shahu. So when God wants to bless you, he will use men. This is God's instruction. You give, but when it's time for you to receive, you use men. Now, the problem is, some of us have given, but we've cut off from men. 
So now supply is not coming. Oh, you didn't get what I said. So association, let's train people to value people. What one of the things I can't stand is for someone to come to church for anyone to look down on them. Looking down on anyone in church, maybe because they may not look as posh as you, God forbid. It doesn't matter how posh you look. Your hair can be shaven. So your hair is not metal. If your hair, <laughs> yes, sir, it's not metal. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how posh you, you sleep. Don't you sleep? Everyone, every one of us. Is there anyone here who doesn't sleep? Now some of you maybe not sleep well, but at least you sleep. <laughs> so, so, so do not trivialize or to, do not look down on people. Because everybody matters. Now, this is what I want. Families, healthy families, families that will have rain in the future, have an upper hand in the future. You must train members of the family that in this family, we don't look down on anybody. In this family, we value relationships. In this family, we respect people. Train our children to respect mom. When mom says, respect mom, respect that. You don't insult your mom. And how can you insult your mother? And you want to live good life. Bible says it doesn't happen. It says that obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your mother and father that it may be well with you. So if you dishonor your mother and father, God said it can't be well with you. Some people are struggling and suffering not because the devil just targeted them. They are suffering and struggling because they have dishonored something God said must be honored. And so they open the door for demonic attacks. That they are running from deliverance line to deliverance line. And they are still fighting their parents. You fight your mother, you fight your, your dad, you insult them, you dishonor them, it will be well with you. I didn't say it. Bible said it. All right. So let us honor people. Let us. Life is about people. But then association is important because as your association will define to a large extent your end, where you are going. In fact, there is, there is an adage that says that, show me your friend, and what? And I will show you your character. Because bears of the same feathers flock together. Anytime I, I notice, you know, sometimes God has given we pastors some grace. We are able to tell people who gossip in church. We, we can pick you up. For some reason, we find out. Because two people will go and gossip, and then... When they, one day they fall out. Sometimes they begin to, and this one I will go and tell, you know what? You know what he said, he was saying about you? And some people will sit down and be talking about something. Come on, one of them, because he wants favor with the pastor. You can't, pastor. Even me, I've been, me, they were saying this, but I was saying that, pastor, you are a good man. <laughs> All along, me, I was there, but I didn't say anything. So they come and blow your cover. You too, you see the pastor here, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, someone has blown your cover already. So the point I'm making is that if I see that this one is a gossip, when I see the people you've been hanging around, I know they are all like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, best of the same feathers flock together. Proverbs chapter 13. You want to see this one? I believe when you see this one, you, you clap for God. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 19. Is it okay we read it together? Is that okay? Let's read it out loud. Let's go. Do you know what that means? What does that mean? I like to read the Bible and understand. Anytime I read the Bible, what does that mean? How many of you have passed an exam before? How does it feel? Yeah, good. <laughs> How many of us? Okay, the other one. <laughs> So the de- desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. You try something, you got it. Yeah! Sweet to the soul. What does it say? But it is an abomination um, to the fools to depart from you. Go to verse 20. Let me show you. Look at verse 20. Verse 20. Oh, let's read it together. What determines your future? Your company. He said, you see someone walking with food? No, look at the end. He's going to be destroyed at the end. You see someone walking with the, with the wise? 
this guy will end up being wise. It's association. Association matters in life. Right? So the family that will reign is the family that keep healthy associations. Because the point here is that people matter and you need someone in order to get to where you are going. Wherever you want to get to in life, someone is already there. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't matter which university you want to attend or you are studying. Someone has already been there. Yeah, you want to go to Harvard. People have finished and even dead. Some have finished long time and their grandchildren have So people have been where you want to be. You want to marry. Someone has been married long time ago. <laughs> you want to start a business. Others have started already and they are doing well. And they've learned how not to do business. Mentorship. That's, that, that's a key thing for success in life. Mentorship is key for success in life. Anyone without a mentor will be tormented. <laughs> if you don't have a mentor, you set up yourself for torment. <laughs> you have to get one. Get a mentor or get a torment. Which one would you <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So, um, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. We need a healthy association. All right. Now, the key thing I want to talk about, I'm talking about here, is the, to maintain association and maintain relationship or maintain healthy relationships. Because you will always need someone. Look at the, the story we read today. Joseph, when he was about to come out from prison, when God, watch this, this is nice. When God wanted to send Joseph to the palace, do you know what he did? He sent him to prison. Why? Because he sent him to prison where people from the palace are put. So he went and met people of the palace in prison. And God used him to bless the people in the palace. And years later, when the people, that man he blessed had been released and he went back to the palace, years later something happened. The man remembered that there's a guy in prison. Because Joseph needed a connection to the palace. But how is he going to appear before uh, Pharaoh? No way. But God allow him to go to prison, and you know what, they put him, Bible says categorically, they put him in the prison where Pharaoh's prisoners were kept. God is a mastermind. God knows what he's doing. They put him in the prison where the king's prisoners were kept, because he's going to bless them. When he went and blessed them, one of them went. Two two people had a dream. One had a dream. (laughs) One had a dream that uh, you know, he saw some things and he interpreted. He said, you are going to be promoted. You are going to go back. The other one said, when the other one saw that this other guy's dream was good, he also remembered that I had a dream. He went to tell Joseph. Joseph, me too, I have a dream. What has he? Jesus said, your dream. You are going to be killed, executed. <laughs> the next day he was executed. The next day the other one was promoted. The one who was promoted, Joseph told him, remember him, but he forgot. Because usually when people have peace and um, prosperity, they forget about people behind. Some of you have forgotten some guys. Some of you have forgotten some good friends you had who were very good to you. When you were down, they were good to you. And now at least you've started doing a good job and you know they are struggling and you've forgotten about them. You've written them off. Don't be like that. Life is about people. Am I talking or communicating? (laughs) So... It's, this, it's important. Joseph then was released from prison because of who he met in prison. So when God is going to lift you, he'll connect some people to you. In, I'm going to quote some scriptures very quickly. You can write them down. First Samuel 20, verse 4. And Jonathan loved David. Jonathan said unto him, whatsoever thy soul desires, I will even do it for you. Now, Jonathan was the prince. His father was the king, Saul. And David was a struggler, young man. And the prince told this young man that whatever you want, I'll do it for you. Then favor, favor. Say favor. Say favor. favor. I see favor coming to someone. Favor. The reason why you have to train your children to value relationships because is because favor operates through people. They may marginalize or trivialize or, 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 or disrespect or dishonor someone who will favor them in future. Who they will need in future. So we have to train our children to, to honor people and respect people. Praise the Lord. 
Say favor. favor. First Samuel chapter 20, verse 17. Now Jonathan again caused David to vow because Jonathan loved David. For he loved him as his as he loved his own soul. Now, that was Jonathan relationship. But you know what? Jonathan didn't have a long life. He died. But when Jonathan died, one day David sat in his house, Second Chronicles, chapter 9, verse 1. He sat in his house and he says that now when Second Samuel, I'm sorry. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse. Why do I keep saying Chronicles? Now David said, is there still anyone left, okay, who is left in the house of Saul? Saul was the former king. Who is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Why? Jonathan. Not the king said, Jonathan. Because when Jonathan was the prince, he favored David. And David, when he became the king, even though Jonathan was dead, he said, and Jonathan's descendants, Saul's descendants have been killed. Executed, he said, No, there must be someone left somewhere. I just want to show them favor because of my friend Jonathan. People matter. There are people you shouldn't forget in life. Some people, people who have helped you before, and some good friends. Don't forget them. Don't forget your mother. Don't forget your father. There are certain people, don't forget your pastor. There are certain people you don't forget in life. You don't forget things you should. When I got born again, my pastor wrote a book years ago. He said, Four things you should never forget in life. And one of it is friends, true friends. Don't forget them in life. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So that changed Mephibosheth's life to the extent the verse 13. Verse 10, first Samuel, sorry, second Samuel chapter 9, verse 13. Bible says that and Mephibosheth, who was living somewhere, now he stayed. Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table. Hey! Lame in both his feet. A lame man constantly eating at the palace because of his grandfather. He didn't, David didn't know him anywhere, but because of relationship. Brothers and sisters, I don't know who I'm talking to. Sometimes people will hurt you, but you have to define who your real true friends are and people who have helped you before. Even if they helped you before and you are, you are not happy with something they've done, remember they've helped you before. There are some people, it doesn't matter how much you bless them. That's why a lot of pastors are wounded. A lot of pastors are bleeding. A one bishop wrote a book. He titled it, The Bleeding Pastors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pastors are bleeding. Many pastors are bleeding because they opened their heart for people and blessed them. And then when the people are peaceful and they were in trouble, they turned their back against them. Ah, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. Bible said Jesus is not coming to himself to anyone because he knew what was in the heart of people. Very interesting. Don't forget them. Don't let them say, oh, look at the way I've helped this person. Look at what I've done. It's not a blessing. So train your children not to forget people. Don't be insulting your in-laws to your children. It's not right. It's not right, mother. It's not right. Stop insulting their father. Why do you want the children to fight their father? They won't win. Yeah. Mom, don't use children to fight their father because no child fights their father and wins. Yes. Yes. It's just like trying to put a, extinguish the sun. <laughs> Can you do that? What technology you okay, I'm going to put the sun out. No. <laughs> it doesn't happen. And no child fights the mother and wins. Yes. Because if she speaks, Ay, my son, Ay. You said to me, hey, hey, it's a big case. Mm. It's a big case. It will take a lot. Many of Pastor Davis for us to come together, be praying, oh, Lord, Lord, we cancel this case. Hey. I like this scripture. I like it so much. In John chapter 1, verse 6, it says that there was a man sent from God. His name, did you see that? There was a man sent from where? God. There was what? There was what? Not an angel, a man sent from God whose name was John. For what? Go to the next verse. Why did God send him? This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He came, even Jesus Christ needed someone to introduce him. Jesus, 
Jesus. God had to send someone special to come on earth before Jesus shows up. So don't say, don't think people don't matter. People will hurt you, but people also matter. Sometimes your blessing will come from other people who hurt you. But, so let's say, my blessing is coming from here. Okay? And then this one hurts me. Say, God forbid. forbid. Say it properly. (laughs) (laughs) This one hurts me. God forbid. And then this one hurts me. God forbid. Say it loud, but you. God forbid. (laughs) (laughs) Now watch this. This one hurts me. This one hurts me. But this is where my blessing is coming from. And because this one hurt me, I said, people are not good. And I cut off from people. Guess what? I will stay where I am. Because my blessing was coming from people. But because other people hurt me, I concluded that all people are the same. Some people say, all men are not good. So me, I don't trust any man. It is those men you, you came into your life. You, didn't, you should have listened to your mother or somebody. The, the, those men that came into your life prematurely. Don't conclude that all men are bad. Who told you? Or all women are the same. No, all women are the same. Some of you, since you entered this church, your life has been so better. Hallelujah. Is it not true? People matter. And where you find yourself, God will locate you. He said, shall men give unto your bosom? There is a man called Saul. In Acts chapter 9, God, Jesus himself appeared to him. He said, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? He said, Jesus, I didn't know it was you. Said, what do you mean by didn't know it was you? didn't know it was you. And then he said, what do you want me to do? I'll do it. He changed. He said, I won't tell you anything. Go back to people in the church. They will tell you. So he went to Damascus. They, they got him uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. And he started preaching. And then when he was preaching, he decided to go back to the people who were persecuting. They said, hey, go back. We don't want you. We don't want you. Acts chapter 9, verse 26. Acts 9, 26. They sat him, said, go. Because they were afraid. Look at, look at it. Put it. Acts chapter 9, verse 26. Hey! And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. You see, it was in the Bible. They were afraid of him because of his credit history. They were afraid of him. Now he's coming, he's coming to spare all their credit cards. This man. <laughs> but guess what? Look at verse 27. Look at verse 27. 27. But say but. Say but. But Barnabas took him. Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And he declared to the apostles, he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, how Paul had seen the Lord on the way, and that he had spoken to him, and he had, had uh, and, and, and how he preached boldly in the Marcos in the name of Jesus. But Barnabas had to go and say that, guys, accept this guy. Barnabas became like a guarantor. A guarantee, this is a chain man. He's not a killer anymore. Paul needed a Barnabas. So why are you training your children, training people as though, you know, me, I'm a, I can do it, I can make it myself. By my, no one can make it by himself. No one can make it by himself. Some of us here must look, go back to your primary school, look for that headmistress who helped you not to go out of way. Send her a, a card. Send her a letter. Some of us your mom, you must go and say, Mom, I have to, I've been sending you cards, Mother's Day, but I really want to acknowledge. I did not be for your advice. I would have messed up. You've helped me. Some of us must contact our uncle, some people. Relationships matter because it, it takes people to enjoy favor. It takes people to get to where you are going. I see God connecting you to people. I see God connecting you to destiny helpers. I see God connecting you to people who will bring you favor. Who will bring favor in your life. Who will be, receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I see favor coming to you. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Finally, Peter, before he became Peter, it was a man called Andrew. Who in John chapter 1, verse 40, went and helped Peter. He said, let's go. Took him to Jesus. May God send people to hold your hands. Take you and introduce you to your destiny helpers. 
May God cause people to come to you, connect you to people who hold your hands and raise you and take you to your destiny friends, destiny helpers and destiny partners. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. In conclusion, the family that will win in the future, the family that will have an upper hand in the future, is the family that has an altar, it's a family that has strong faith, it's a family that has love amongst them, it's a family that has training, and it's a family that has healthy associations. Because associations will define where you are going. And in Acts chapter 1, Verse 8. Jesus told them, go and preach the gospel. Acts chapter 1. He told them, go and preach. The burning was before he left. He said, go into the whole world and preach the gospel. In, uh, actually, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Okay? He said, all power, and, all power in, on earth and in heaven is given to me. Therefore, go into the world and preach the gospel. Say, go. go. But he said that, previously, he said, go. Verse 4. He, said, he told them to Wait. Acts 1 4, he says that being assembled together, he commanded them not to depart, ah, not to depart from Jerusalem by what? By what? By what? Wait. Right. Wait from the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard, uh, uh, Father, which he said, you have heard from me. All right. So he, t- he began to talk to them about the, uh, what was going to happen. Then look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit come upon you. When do you receive power? Even that connotes relationship. Power is always a function of relationship. Something gets connected to something and something else happens. Did you see that? You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit. Ah, relationship matters. Relationship, tell someone relationship matters. Healthy ones, of course. Because there are certain relationships, you can tell they are toxic relationships. If you stay there, you will die alive. <laughs> You'll be buried alive. So there are some relationships that are not good. You are hanging around this, this sister, you can tell that this sister is not healthy for my future. Cut off quickly. You are hanging around this brother, and this brother is, is not serious. He's not serious. He's not serious. You and you want to marry, and this guy is not serious, he's just hanging around you and blocking all other people from coming. Hey, tell brother, where are you? Are you in or you're out? <laughs> if you are in, then let me know. If you are out, check him. Oh, I'm praying, I'm seeking the face of God, you know. Then it becomes so spiritual, you know. When it comes to marriage, you have to seek the face of God. Say, so, why don't you leave me alone? Go and seek the face of God. What's our just feel, so you're, you're, but you've come. You've blocked everyone. Everyone sees you always around me. They think you are the one. So they also keep away. I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> Why are you laughing so loud? I don't know. If you... ah, is there someone here who is like that or something? But anyway. Association. Wrong association. Yeah. So wrong association. Okay. Now. So he says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Everyone who is a believer in Acts chapter 7, verse 15, Acts chapter 8, verse 15. Acts chapter 8, verse 15. Let's, let's read from verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of the Lord, okay, the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Okay, Another way of saying they have received the gospel, they become born again, they have received the word of the Lord. That's interesting. When they receive God's word. All right. So verse 15 said, who? That's talk, talking about uh, um, John. All right. They sent John and Peter. Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive what? But they said they received something earlier on in verse 14. What did they receive earlier on in verse 14? Oh, talk to me. Somebody, Gloria, talk to me. What? They have received the word of, of, they have received the word of God. All right, but they sent them, and then when they came, when Peter and John came, they came to pray for them that they will receive the Holy Spirit. So receiving the word of God is another way of saying being born again. But after you become a Christian, the next level is the Holy Ghost power. That's why Jesus said, don't go. Wait to receive Holy Ghost power. 
Am I, am I, am I, is someone getting on? In a popular scripture in Acts chapter 19, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Whilst Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, having met certain disciples, Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and 2, having met certain disciples, he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And they said, we have not as much as heard of anything like the Holy Spirit. Then he said, so unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said, John baptism. And then he told them, verse what? Then Paul said to them, John indeed baptized with, uh, with a baptism of repentance, saying unto them that they should, they should believe on him who would come after, after him. That is on Jesus Christ. Verse 5. Who I like that one. Verse 5 says, And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the key one is here. Verse 6. This is a bombshell. Get ready for this. And when Paul had laid his hand on them, what happened? The Holy Ghost. Compare verse 6 to verse 1. Verse 1, it happened. Whilst Apollo was according, Paul having passed through the Bible of the came to the He find, what did he find? Decide, what did he find? Oh, talk to me, baby. What did he find? What did he find? And what did he ask the disciples? The Holy Ghost. And the verse 6, he laid hands on who? Verse 6. So Paul had laid hands on them. Who are they them? Disciples. So the Holy Spirit came upon, upon who? The disciples. I said, someone follow me. So after you become a disciple, Holy Ghost. Say amen. Oh, I love the Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Holy Ghost makes life easier in Christ. But when I'm born again, I think I have the Holy Spirit already. When you are born again, you have the Spirit of God living inside you. But when we, this, what we are talking about is called Holy Spirit baptism because in the verse 2, he asked them, have you received, go to verse 2, put the verse 2. This is simple arithmetics. <laughs> Calculation. Verse 2, he said to the, the, what are them, the disciples, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? That means they believed already. Hello? Hello? They believed. Because in Acts, don't, don't tell you can write that if you are writing. In Acts chapter 16, verse 31 and 32, the jailer asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? They told him, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your household. And now Paul met people who have already believed. So they were saved. So he says that, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you were saved? So they said to him, we have not so much ahead in the verse 3. Look at verse 3. Then he asked another question. Verse 3. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? He's talking about baptism. Because if he wasn't talking about baptism, why would he say into what were you baptized? Okay? Because he's not saying that this Holy Ghost I say have you received is equal to baptism. Does that make sense? Have you received the Holy Spirit? Since you be, since you, okay. Um, have you written your final exam? And then he say, no, I wrote my O level. So how did you get your degree? That means I'm talking about the only way to get a degree is through the exam. Yeah. Or have you got your degree? Oh, yeah, I've got my um, O level. No, no. So when you did your master's, what certificate did you get? So I didn't, I, what was master's? Oh, you need, after you've done O level, you have to go and do a degree in university. Then you can, we can employ you as a secretary in the church. So, oh. So the same thing, Paul was saying that you are born again, but you should be baptized. When that baptism gives you the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So it's the Holy Spirit baptism. All right, quickly, time is on my side. I got a few minutes. Okay, so, I mean, what, what shows that I have Holy Spirit? Baptism. How many of us are born again here? Some are not. Okay, we'll pray for you. Because if you are not born again, you'll be going to hell. So we, oh, it's true, it's true. When you die, oh, no, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, I'm not lying. No, Jesus said it. It's true, please. It's true. If you're not born again, when you die, you go to hell. Yeah. Because life is already too, too much hellish. Why do you have to go and complicate? At least you suffer a little here. Go and enjoy. <laughs> All right. So, so he, says, he, said, he says that, okay, so when he told them, so how, how would, be, listen to this one. That's an interesting, still Acts chapter 19. Because he was talking, okay, he met them. Have you received the Holy Spirit? They said, uh, No. So what were you baptizing? So that means Holy Spirit is saying baptism. And he said, we are baptism. He said, no, no, that's not a kind of, there's another one Jesus was talking about. He said, when they have heard this, they 
verse 5. So when, when they, they heard this, he, he, uh, when they had heard this, they were all baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? How was the baptism taking place? How did it happen? Verse 6. When Paul had laid his hand on them. So now this one is not water matter. This Holy Ghost thing is not water matter. It's not a, an issue of water. It's not an issue of water. It's, it's an issue. It's an issue of laying on of an encounter, spiritual encounter. So there may not be water here. If you don't have the Holy Spirit baptism, there's no water here. But there are hands here. There's a power here. And it's going to happen to you. Yeah. Someone say hallelujah. Yeah. Say hallelujah. Yeah. Say hallelujah. Yeah. Say hallelujah. Yeah. Quickly. So now how do I receive the Holy Spirit baptism? Acts chapter 9. He laid his hands on them. Ah, go, ah, verse 6 again. It's interesting. And when he laid his hands on them, okay, what happened? The Holy Spirit came to upon them. And then what happened? And they spoke in tongues. Ah, okay, because who do you have seen when the Holy Spirit comes? How would you have known? How many of you can see the Holy Spirit on my head? <laughs> you know. Because it's spirit. Spirits cannot be seen by physical eyes. Even if your eyes cannot see bacteria, how can your eyes see spirit? Because spirit is in a different realm. How many of you can see um, mobile phone waves? Frequency, you can, can you see it? But your phone will work here. So, I don't have reception. How would you know you didn't have Go there, then you can check you didn't have reception. So physically, so how would you know I have reception here? Because I can see the sign on my phone, the bus. Though I don't see the waves, okay? I don't see the frequency. I can see the bus. In the same way, though you may not see the Holy Spirit, there are some bars. It's called tongues. <laughs> Shout hallelujah! <laughs> they began to speak in tongues and glorify God. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2, oh my time. Let me, let's go to the scriptures quickly. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven and something sat on their heads. And in verse 4, I need the verse 4. Bible says that, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began, did you, do, did you see that? And began to do what? Talk to me, brother. Began to do what? Do what? Began to speak with other tongues. Speak. Well, when they lay hands, when Paul laid hands on them, they began to speak. Last scripture, I will show you in Acts chapter 10. You, some of you know these scriptures very well because we've been quoting them over and over and over and over. But a lot of fish does not spoil the stew. So Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Hallelujah. Acts 10, 44. Bible says that whilst Peter yet spake these words. Hmm. Oh, the way I like this text. It's so Whilst Peter, I feel the Holy Ghost here, brother. Whilst Peter yet spake these words. Do you see that? Keep me King James. Okay, was still speaking. But I prefer the King James. Whilst Peter yet spake. <laughs> Sounds very spiritual, isn't it? Whilst Peter yet. Say yet. Yes. Some of you know, didn't know where I was going. In the process of speaking, he didn't have to finish saying what he was saying. Miracles take place. We don't have to close church for you to get a miracle. Hey! But the time, as I'm preaching, things are happening. Hey, as I'm preaching, miracles are taking place. As I'm preaching, breakthroughs are coming. As I'm preaching, somebody's receiving healing. As I'm preaching, somebody's receiving a job. As I'm preaching, somebody's receiving an open heaven. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Hey, things happen when we preach. Things happen when preaching is going on. Whilst Peter was still speaking, whilst he was, he didn't have to finish. Whilst Peter yet spake these words, go back to my New King James. Whilst Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard the word. If you are hearing me now, even on the internet, the Holy Spirit is coming to your house. Yeah. Those hearing me now, listening to me right on the internet, as you listen, as you listen, the Holy Spirit is coming and visiting you where you are right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy healing. I prophesy breakthroughs. I prophesy miracles. Now! Now! Shout hallelujah! 
Whilst Peter here spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard him. All right, let's move on from there. And the circumcision. They have the circumcisions. As, as many of us, us have come with Peter. Oh, we are astonished. Holy Ghost on Gentiles. <laughs> How did they know? Verse 45, they were astonished. Okay, and then because the Holy Ghost has come on the Gentiles too. How did they know? Verse 46, because for they heard them speak. Let's already aloud. I can't hear you. I believe you can read it out louder. Even louder. Can I hear the women? Ladies, you can do better. Can I hear the man? Louder, man. For they heard them. Why? How did they know the Holy Spirit had come upon these guys? Because they heard them speaking in tongues. When they knew the guy was speaking in tongues, they knew the Holy Ghost had arrived. Because they saw the bars. Signal. The signal strength. You can only tell the signal strength by the bars on your phone. It can tell you. So they, physically, they could tell. Holy Ghost has come here because they could hear them speaking in tongues. Oh yeah, it's happening. It's happening. I see it's happening for someone. Now, because we don't have time, I have to cut it. If you are here, you are born again. If you are not born again, I'm going to pray and help you to become born again. But if you are born again and you have not received this aid, this thing we are talking about, baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial outward evidence of speaking in tongues. I think it would just be helpful at this juncture if I take two minutes to show someone the benefits of speaking in tongues. When you speak in tongues, Bible says that you are charging yourself. Oh, I remember the radar. Remember? Your radar gets charged. You can pick up things spiritually. How can, how can they, they sit in the control room and tell that there's a plane, as an alien plane flying towards our shores from uh, maybe 500 miles away? It's called radar. In the same way, when you begin to speak in tongues, you charge your spirit so your radar, your antenna becomes so sharp, you can pick up things that are about to happen two months from now. Things that are about to happen next year. You are about to sign a contract, a business contract with a very funny partner and then your spirit will pick up a radar. Hey, don't do it. This guy is scam. Your spirit can be... So if you speak in tongues, you charge yourself. You charge... The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, he who... Let's all read that part, first part together. Let's go. Some people did not read. Let's go. One more time. Louder. So why won't you speak in tongues to edify yourself? When I speak in tongues, I'm not edifying you. Who am I edifying? Myself. Myself. What I mean to edify yourself? You're building yourself. More power. Charles. The devil doesn't like people to speak in tongues at all. Because the more you speak in tongues, you confuse him. You go, ah. Stays back. And then number two. He who speaks in tongues, verse two. He who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but speaks to God. Is that your Bible? For he who speaks, to, uh, who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but who? Ah, so tongues is really speaking to God. So why won't you do it then? But how do I get it? It's the Holy Ghost. It's a free gift when you receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Comes with it. Comes with it. You, listen. In these wicked days, you can't afford not to speak in tongues. These are wicked. Images are dangerous. You see things that are fighting against your spiritual life. So many things we've seen. So many things. So many things. And so you can't afford not to speak in tongues. Even when you, sometimes you are in church, you feel sleepy. You can't come begin to speak in tongues. The thing will leave you. I don't know how many of you have experienced that before. But sometimes, you, how many of you have been tempted before since you became born again? Wow, none of you. Some of you haven't been. You have to show us your secret. 
Because even Jesus Christ himself. He now, but what I discovered is when temptation is coming, or your temptation comes around, and you sometimes not it's sometimes temptation is hard to escape it. Hello? Hi. Temptation. It's hard to escape it sometimes, isn't it? It comes maybe you want to gossip and you don't want to gossip, and then the phone already says, Say, 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 come on, say, say. You know what you do? You just take a phone. Oh, Jesus. Hello, I'll speak to you later, okay? Bye-bye. <laughs> Clap for the Lord. So, what I'm saying is that when you speak in tongues, it, it gives you strength to be able to stand firm. Maybe in the face of the temptation, you feel like a, a, a lamb led to the slaughter. Sometimes temptation can overtake you. All your brain stops to work. And you, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Especially if you're going to steal money or you're going to change some figures or you want to steal and jump on the train. And something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> your brain stops working. Or it's being tempted to say something or send someone a text message, some strange text message. You know you shouldn't send it, but something that just say, click the send, send. Send it. And you are struggling not to do it. You know that the Holy Ghost doesn't want you to do it. You know what you do? Pause and speak. All of a sudden you think, ah, why do I have to send this text? Delete it. You realize, hey, what's wrong with me? You spoke in tongues. You came to your senses. Shall you rise to our feet? It doesn't take long. There are people here. You are so important. You are so special. God gave me the chance to share these things so that your turn, you can receive your portion. You can receive your portion. Jesus, if you are here and you want to say, Pastor, I've heard the things you are saying. But I want to be actually a true Christian and part of it. I don't care what anyone says about me, what anyone, what anyone thinks about me. I want to be true to God, true to myself. Pastor, help me. Pray with me that I'll be a full Christian. Bible says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I want to do that now. Pastor, help me. If that's your genuine desire, that Pastor, I want to be a full Christian. Even before I receive the Holy Spirit, full Christian, a Christian, I believe with all my heart and serve God fully. Lift up your right hand. Quickly. We need to pray right now. If that's your desire, lift up your hand. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. These are the genuine ones. Come for them. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand. Please. I know there are some. Please come. If your right hand is there, come to me. Boldly walk to me. Do you get something? Please, let's rise to our feet to close. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you are building us a future in our family. We give you praise, Lord. We appreciate you for what you have done on the cross. Come on, begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.